Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Walk of Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. This is episode 59. Today, we're going to talk the shows from Monday, August 7th through Thursday, August 10th. So we'll just go right into that now. So we'll kick off with the, the only Monday night show for August 7th. That'll be Monday Night Raw. So we kick it off with a uh, recap of SummerSlam. And then Cody Rhodes makes his way down the ring. He has many FS minutes, so what do I talk about? Then says he thinks they should tell one minute one of Minnesota's Owen Brock Lesnar. He's yet the privilege, honor, and misery of staying across from in the ring and survival. He said he can never imagine Brock shaking his hand on the conclusion of their match at SummerSlam. Then recounts a conversation with his mother earlier in the day about such. Then recalls his mother telling him that Lesnar acknowledged him and says he feel like he could be anyone in the world following SummerSlam. Do we hear the music of the World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins? He makes his way down the ring. He welcomes fans to Monday Night Rollins. This is Rhodes was the first man to come to the ring interrupted when he discussed his future uh, several weeks back. He says, is your return the favor? And says, Cody says, if it would be anyone, want to put to the test. All of a sudden, we hear the theme song of Judgment Day. They appear with a, uh, Finn Balor. So Mr. Money, the bank, Dave Priest says, Rhodes and Rollins seem to think they're on Raw. It wins the World Chamber, but he chimes since they don't because Judgment Day does. Priest says, Rollins doesn't dedicate what happens. Die. Did take. There we go. <laughs> Can't talk. Moments <laughs> for championships because Judgment Day does between his money in the bank briefcase and the tallest Ray Ripley and Donald Bistria both hold. He tells Cody, even though he's done with Brock, he's not done with Dominic. He asks him what he's doing tomorrow while Dominic is defending the NXT North of Dallas Dragon League, which I'll talk about in the NXT review part. And then also we see Finn Balor blindside Rollins from behind as Priest and Dominic attack Cody. Then we see one half of the unspeed tag champ Samus they makes way down the ring. Even in all, it's close lights Priest out of the ring. Cody catches up with a Cody cut, and then Rollins hits it with a big boot. Once Judgment Day is out on the floor, Cody challenges them to a six-man tag match between them, himself, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins. The close tag seven. And by the way, this whole first hour was commercial-free, by the way. Technically, it was 55 minutes, but whatever. Then we head over to a video earlier today of Ricochet complaining about this match with Logan Paul to Adam Pierce before Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, and Jackie will walk in, and Pierce says he has an opportunity for them. It's going to be a number one contender's fatal forward match for a shot at Gunther's Intercontinental title. That was earlier today. So we got an opening match now. Tommaso Ciampa, Chad Gable, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, and we'll see who will be the next shot for Gunther's Intercontinental title. Ciampa goes after Gable, Riddle, and Ricochet go out, then all four men take turns rolling each other up, all unsuccessful. Ciampa fires chops and Riddle in the corner for Red. Riddle locks an arm ankle lock on him. So Gable does save the Ricochet, and, but they both make it to the bottom, break the hole, slides out of the ring. This leaves Gable alone, Matt Riddle, and they take each other down before Champo gets back inside and sends Gable out of the ring. But Ricochet catches with a crossbody off top of Bob by standing Moonsault. Riddle plans with a suplex for a two count as Gable broke up the pin. Then he plants Riddle face first, but he's caught with a reverse DT by Champo. Champo delivers a four under Ricochet, but Ricochet gets him on the shores and lands a pair of double knees. He climbs to the top rope while Ricochet meets him up there. Champa joins on the front, and then Gable pulls all three men down off the top rope with a German suplex. That was a pretty cool spot. Gable locks an ankle lock on Champa, but Champa makes it to the bottom rope to break up the hold. Gable pulls him back to the down the ring, but Riddle breaks things up until a ripcord knee. Lands another one on Champa, sits him on the top rope, joins him up there. Then he hits a superplex. Ricochet and Gable hit a moonsault, and a diving headbutt to Champa and Riddle. They both go for the cover, but they... That's where Champa Real World both of them off, so and they ricochet and gave a kick out. Sorry. So all former exchange right hands, farms and kicks and chops with each other before Champa sends Riddle on the apron. Gable gets sent to the outside row, hits the flying bro. And then Gable got caught with sorry, Riddle got caught with a widow's bill off the ropes as he's back in the ring. 
Ricochet tries to go flying, but Champa hits a knee and it connects with Project Champa. That's the power bomb uh, backbreaker. The Riddle hits Champa with the broke Derek. Then exchange wars with chops with Gable. Gable looks for chaos theory on Riddle. Ricochet interrupts and plants Riddle. So Gable goes for a second time, just time on Ricochet, but Champa prevents him from doing so. So third luck is the charm as Gable finally hits the chaos theory on Champa for the victory. At 10 minutes and 7 seconds. I actually really enjoyed this opening match. I just want 8 out of 10. So Gable will be having another match with Gunther with the Intercontinental on the line. Then after the match, Gable does a lap around the ring with his son. And then we go backstage. We see Cody Rhodes arguing with Seth Rollins for Sami Zayn interferes as well. He knows that both men had a story history with each other. They had to band together to take down Judgment Day and put a stop to their rampage. Then he asked both men if they could do that. And they both said they're cool with it. And then Sami knows he doesn't feel cool after both men walked off. Then we get a recap of the uh, tribal combat on this video for the top match from SummerSlam. Then we go backstage. Miz is heading to a photo shoot before a staff member stops and tells him he has to wait his turn. Miz says he doesn't wait, and the camera pans over to reveal that LA Knight's getting the photo shoot. So Miz comes frustrated and tells his staff member and Pierce by hearing about this. Do we go second match? Shinsuke not come off for Bronson Reed. Match starts with a lockup, then Bronson lays a short tackle, then mocks Nakamura. Nakamura does here's the knees and midsection stomps on the spine for Ron Soros, but Reed catches with the back elbow pulled by hip up. Falls up with several shoulders in the midsection, lands a form and an elbow to Nakamura's spine. Gets Nakamura on his shoulders, but Nakamura gets his slight knee to Reed. Hits a kick to the head, falls with a baseball slide, sends Reed to the outside. Once they get back inside the ring, Reed looks for a power slip, but Nakamura escapes and runs throws, but ends up running right into Bronson. Then he connects with a double drop and sends Nakamura crashing to the outside as we go to commercial break. When we come back for break, Nakamura hits a boot to Reed, falls with a knee off the apron, they go back for a forearms before Nakamura gains the upper hand with serious kicks. He climbs the top of a low school flying, but Reed intercepts him and plants with a power slam, falls with a power bomb for a two count. Reed catches with a clothesline, climbs the top, looks for a tsunami, but Nakamura catches with a knee to the back of his head and then falls by another Kinjin slot this time to the face for the victory at 11 minutes and 54 seconds. I should really enjoy this match. I just won 7 out of 10. Sucks Bronson had to win, but we'll see what Nakamura later on. This won't be the first time we see him on the show. Do we head to a video of recovery just being checked on the medical area following her attack of the hands of the Women's World Champion a couple weeks ago, but Dodger is still unable to clear for her in competition, and Indy and Candace wanted her to go to 100%, but we won't be the first time we see Raquel on the show either. And in backstage, Maxine and Priest are on the phone with Otis. When Ludwig Kaiser rides on the scene and hits on her, so she slaps him after he insults Otis. Turns around, Otis in front of him and challenges the match during the show. Then Kaiser just looks forward to see both Maxine and Otis later on. Becky Lynch makes her way down to the ring. She says the man's coming to Minneapolis. He says she's close to the end. She says she's been scratching, clawing, and overcome obstacles over the past few months while she's tired and weary. Then she finally puts an issue to her issues with Trish Rash next week. She says it'll be a match between the grace of the last generation and the grace of the current generation without any interference from Zoe Starks. Speaking of Zoe Starks, we hear her theme song and she comes down to the ring. She says Becky is obsessed with Trish and both Trish and herself have been her. She says Becky is scared of her and Lynch made sure she was banned from ringside because she's scared. Becky has Starks. Says Stark is gifted, but that thoughts are downfall because she's too good for her well-being and gets handed everything. She says Trish is dragging her around her around and so he defends her. She calls off amazing and says Lynch is jealous of her. She says Trish picks her as her second in command because she's fast and rise to start out there. And it basically calls her a badass before we hear the theme song of Shayna Baszler. Make sure we're down the ring. She's Becky says Shayna looks rough and Baszler tells Becky she should see Ronda Rousey, then breaks up being her and driving her to WWE, even though she wasn't fighting to 
to the little party they were having. She could not take notice. Connor Stoey started the baddest. So so he says Shayna is the best bunch and bag of all time. Says she'll send her packet like Ronda Rousey. So Becky suggests a match between both ladies and calls for Adam Pierce to make it official. So he sh- shows up and calls for Effie to do that. Then we come out from break. We see Finn Balor and JD McDonough chatting before Mission Money to Bing Dang. Priest walks and asks to talk Balor alone. But Balor says anything he has to say, he can say to McDonough as he, he's known him for 20 years. <coughs> Priest confronts Balor for not sticking to the plan at SummerSlam, and Balor says he's going to do the same thing tonight. Then they get into a heated conversation for a break with break takes up. She says they are doing this again, telling the actor and like children. This is then they get on the same page and they agree. Before McDonough chimes, this is Priest's money to big briefcase is like diving a wedge between them. They close that statement. Then we go through a match of the show. Shayna Baszler goes with Zoe Starks. We kick this match over to lockup. Baszler hits a short title to Zoe Stark. Then locks an ankle lock, but Starks escapes and jams her elbow into the eye of Shayna. But Zoe comes over to stomp to the midsection in a snapper, but Baszler fires off kicks on her thighs for landing one out of her chest. Hits a back suplex and then clotheslines her out of the ring, falls her out there, gets a back side of the ring, and Zoe hits it into Gary from the apron, falls over to that top rope draw kick as we go to commercial break. When we come back for break, Baszler hits a short tackle, step up knee, falls with a German suplex. Still, he comes back with a kick to her head, goes for the cover, but only got a two count. Starks hits a kick to her head, will to go flying off the top rope. Baszler intercepts her before the action spills to the outside. Starks goes flying off the top and wants to get back in the ring before Baszler hits Zoe with the world's baddest slip. It's the Piper's Pit. For the win at 10 minutes, 17 seconds. This wasn't a bad match. I just won six out of 10. Then we go back. We go backstage, Byron says, which is Nakamura, but the end of it becomes derail as we see JD McDowell attacking Sami Zayn. And then we go to our next match, Ludwig Kaiser versus Otis. Kaiser fires the right hands on Otis, but Otis fires out and lays a short tackle. Falls over the body side and charges a Kaiser in the corner, but Kaiser ducks out of the way and Otis is crashing the ring post shoulder first. Maxi Dupree hops on the apron and gets in Kaiser's face, allowing Otis to rain the right hands on him. Falls over the splash in the corner for Otis, sets up for the Caterpillar, but Gina Vardy, Vinci hops up on the apron, so Otis suplexes him in the ring. Well, they're distracted, then we see Intercontinental Champ Gunther Powder near out of nowhere and his oats with a boot before Kaiser hits the death fall for the victory at three minutes and three seconds. This was okay match. I just won four out of ten. But it's good to see Luva Kaiser get some wins. Then after the match appear attacks so still Jackie will run some makes a save. Then we go backstage Jackie Reverend is with World of Champs Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes as they come out of the medical uh area every Revan asks for an update on Sammy Zayn. Cody lets Ron take the interview, and as they both talk at the same time, Ron says Sammy would, would not be medical cleared, so it'd be three on two or possible a three on one because you know we could trust Cody Rhodes. For Shinsuke Nakamura walks in and offers to be their teammate, and Ron says he had respect for him, so he agrees. So Nakamura is the substitute for Sammy Zayn. Then we get the Miz mixes way down the ring. He says yes, he missed something and questions where respect is. He says he came to a show to only find out LA Knight took his time for his photo shoot. He said he was taught respect when he first became a WWE superstar. Is his night never injures him or shook his hand? Say he's second tower from the lack of respect for new talent. And speaking of LA Knight, he makes his way down to the ring. He said despite the fact that he had a great introduction at the Slam Gym Battle at SummerSlam. Apparently that wasn't enough. So he fully injures himself, offers him the miss, but he refused to take him. Says if you strip all all its charisma, then you get LA Knight. Miss as well. The fans love Knight. He sees him as an attitude era cosplayer. I admit that was actually a pretty good line from Miz. That's in his ring. Nice to see no problem with the Miz, but he doesn't want to make things personal. Miz takes his career extremely professionally. Is it personal? Since he made himself indestructible over the past 20 years, and he has LA would done that time. Nice says he's been making himself a dangerous man. He's been clawing and scratching whether he's bet all the wrong horses. And the words with Miz got a 20-year head start because he is safe. He says there were no Miz could be smacked around and took a while took it while Knight was always told to get her to take a chance on him. 
Forces he don't want to mess with him, won't take any crap. He's awful. He hasn't won any countless titles like Miz's crowd. He's to be in the toilet and he doesn't mind making Miz a step stone to the main event. Miz says he is the main event and LA Knight is not on his level. Knight says he that was an interesting theory considering he's looking around and tells Miz to put him wrong. As they're prepared to throw uh fists. The, I'm just Anyway, Miz strikes first and rests the right hand. Looks for skull crush finale, but Knight gives and hits the BFT and it shakes Miz as Miz flying on out. I thought this problem was actually really good. I did like that attitude. Eric cosplayer uh, line, but honestly, I could. This is probably going for payback and then see what's after that. But I really enjoyed this problem from both of these guys. And anyway, we head to our video of Viking Raiders opening issue an open challenge that was after by the return new day. We haven't seen them in a while. So we go to this tag match now. Kofi Kings and X everyone's making their return. Go against Eric and Ivar at the Viking Raiders. Xavier what's far as shots and Kofi Kingston takes him. Woods whips it into the corner. Kingston hits a insecurity, falls over with a back suplex. And then Kingston connects with a crossbody for Xavier takes back hit back in and hits a standing elbow drum. Kick to Eric's leg before Hollow hops on the apron. Eric to hit a back elbow. Ivar takes it, climbs the top and hits the Viking splash for a two count. Eric takes in the Viking Raiders, raising the right hands on him. Woods before Ivar takes back and hits the right hand, takes Eric back in. Eric kicks Woods in the head, but Woods fires back with Tornado TT, takes in Kofi. Ivar takes in Kofi, hits a draw kick to him, falls with a splash in the corner. And a cross by up top and then takes a lap. It connects the boom drop. Looks for trouble in paradise, but Ivar ducks it. Then hits a set out move and it takes Ivar back in. Eric hits a knee to Kingston's face. Takes Ivar back for Woods. Takes it. And Kingston hits trouble in paradise. And it Woods falls out with the limit breaker. That is the uh, walk in the rope elbow drop on Ivar. to score the victory at 5 minutes and 41 seconds. This was good to see New Day back. We haven't seen him in, I believe, was February, I believe. I think they said on commentary. But I just won 5 out of 10. They had better matches, honestly. And we go backstage, Barnes exits with Becky Lynch before Shayna Baszler interrupts and says she didn't Lynch's help tonight, but she's finished her on the rest, so she's beginning selling some old scores and eventually come looking for the man and Lynch should welcome to it. And then we go Jackie Raymond interviewing New Day. They are back to interject and pause into tag the division because Street Profits have gone row and Usos that turn on each other. And then after the break, we see Judge Ray make it on the ring as we go to the main event. But before that, Raquel Rodriguez blinds as Ray Ripley in the ringside area. And then basically just throwing right hands on her before Fitchell separate them. And if Rhea breaks free, that's more backup arise as we see Candice Wright and the Hartwell. But she just tosses both of them in the barricade. And then Little Ray starts attacking uh, Ripley. And then Ripley throws her shoe at her, which I got to laugh out of that before all the officials separate all three of them. Now we go to that main event, six man tag team action. Judgment Day's NXT North American champ Dominic Mysterio, Mr. Money Bank, Davey Priest, and Finn Balor goes to his world champ Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cody Rhodes. So Dominic and Shinsuke kick mat kick this match off as they go back with each other before Nakamura hits a knee to Dominic's throat. But Demi Priest pulls him out of the ring before Nakamura can wear him down any further as we go to commercial break. When we come back from break, Priest takes and hits a kick to the midsection as he wears a Nakamura submission, but he fights his way out of it before Priest hits the elbow dome in the corner and takes Finn Balor back in. Balor delivers his dominant takes and Dominic goes flying into the ring, then takes Balor back in. Balor hits a back break for Priest, connects with a leg drop. Rollins takes it, clocks Balor, hits his leg blade, followed by a Falcon Arrow. Hits a toe base to we see the Priest to the outside, tosses him back in the ring and delivers one to Balor. Looks to go flying, but Priest catches it with a right hand and hits a ele ele elevated flatliner. He dumps out of the ring and tags in Balor, and he drop kicks Rollins into the barricade as we go to our final commercial break of the night. When we come back from commercial, our second commercial break, Dominic hits Rollins with the three amigos. 
But Rollins comes back with a clothesline and tags in Cody. Balor tags in Cody. It's a scoop power slam. Tries to go for the crossroads, but Balor escapes. And then Cody looks for a Cody cutter, but Balor counters it and implants Rollins' spine first. But Cody gets it on the second try. Tries to go for crossroads, but Priest hits Rollins with the money break briefcase. While the referee is trying to hands over to Balor before being blinded by Sami Zayn, and he got sent over the announce table. Balor looks at Cody with the briefcase, but Rollins provides a hand as he super kicks Balor. With using the briefcase, then Cody hits Balor with the crossroads to score the win for his team at 13 minutes and 14 seconds. This was okay. I just won six out of ten. Honestly, I'm starting to get tired of seeing combinations of Cody, Sammy, Kevin, Rollins, first judgment day. I would right, let's take a little break, please. Then after the match, Rollins and Cody began continuing to argue, but Sammy's like, it interferes to shake hands out of nowhere. Then out of nowhere, Nakamura nails Rollins with a keen shot and then walks to the back to close up this week's raw. I actually really enjoyed this week's Raw. I just won 7 out of 10. Only matches we're going to show is the Intercontinental Tournament Territory 4 match and Nakamura for Bronson Reed. That's the only two I really recommend checking out. But that is WWE Raw. And we'll go to Tuesday, August 8th show, so we'll kick it off with G1 Climax Night 15. So this is a block finals. So opening match, Jeff Cobb and Gray O'Connor of Unite Empire. Defeating Kitakimi and right Oyoa, 10 minutes and 49 seconds for the Eliminator on Oyoa. Not in title match, we had strong Opoi Tech James, Bullet Club War Dogs, Alice Coggan, and Gabriel Kidd. Gets to win over Toriyama and Tomoka Hama. 8 minutes and 22 seconds for the right hand on Hama. 6 minute tag match with Minoru Suki, LJ Spar, Red Narita of Strong Style. Defeating Ghetto and Hikaleo of Grails and Destiny. Alisha Umino by submission via Cobra Twist. 6 minutes and 43 seconds. Six man tag match. We had DMDK's television champs, Jackson Virginia, Shane Hayes, and Christian Fujita defeating IWGB tag team Hiroki Goto and Yo of Chaos, who was teamed up with the young line Oscar Lube. 10 minutes and 18 seconds. We had Dynamic Bomb. Six man tag match. We had. Oh, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. This is the C Block finals. My apologies. C Block. Anyway, we have LJ Susan and Abushi and Yuzuji defeating number one point six main tattoo for Rush Challenge, Togi Magabe and Master Wado via Gene Blaster on Togi Magabe, 10 minutes and 45 seconds. Now we go to C Block. I forgot A Block was this past weekend, so I do apologize for the glitch there. So our first C Block match of the show, number open weight six main tattoo, Tomaru Ishii gets the win over Mikey Nichols, 13 minutes and one second via Brainbuster. It's another C Block match. Tomatanga must win. And Shingo to win to have a playoff match. And he does get to win over an Aaron or a 14 and a half minutes via DSD. And then a champ for champ C block match. Never open weight champ. Dave Philly gets to win over strong open weight champ Eddie Kingston. And the winner of this match probably advanced to the core final. So that's what uh, Dave Philly did at 16 minutes, 34 seconds into the oblivion. And the main event, Shingo versus Evil. So Shingo had to win and get a playoff match. Tomatonga basically a bonus main event. Evil, all he had to do is win or go to a draw. Which Evil does. He does get the win over Shingo Takagi. 17 minutes, 40 seconds, but everything's evil. So the final uh, split C block standings after night 15. So in first place, we had Dave Philly and Evil. With 10 points, 5 wins, 2 losses. Philly takes first place to the type of evil. Tomatong comes in second place with 9 points, 4 wins, 2 losses, 1 draw. Strong Opoi Jim Eddie Kingston comes in third place with 8 points, 4 wins, 3 losses. Shingo Nakaki comes in fourth place with 7 points, 
uh, three loss, three wins, three loss, one draw. In the last place, number one point six minutes attention. Tomohiro Ishii, Hinari, Mikey Nichols, all coming with four points, two wins, and five losses. So it's G1. And then we go to Stardom's five-star Grand Prix tournament. So this is blue and red stars block action. So we kick it off with 6-1 tag team match. God dies, Wonder Star Jim Rai, High Speed Champion Saki, Kashima Nami Sori, defeating Lady C and Hina of Queen's Quest, who is teaming with Hanago via Scorpion, 10 minutes and 36 seconds. A triple threat tag match, Cosmic Angels, World Star Jim Tamnakawa, and Yuri Mori, defeating Oatai's Future Star Jim Rina and Natahiko Tor, and stars Sai, Ida, and Mobile Congo via Dodo Tam, 7 minutes and 58 seconds. Tied to match with O2 line, Azumi Mayo Amasaki versus Cl defeating Club Fiends' God Star Chain Mina Shirakawa and Waka Tutsudiyama via Don Fudenstam. 9 minutes 24 seconds. 6 1 tied to match with one third of the uh, Star and Chambers Tekla, Mega Bane, and May Sarah defeating Kogma, Heenan, and Suzuki Hasuki of Stars via F5, 9 minutes 3 seconds. Then our first of two Blue Stars matches of the five star Grand Prix. Mo Watanabe defeating Micah via Peach Sunrise, 10 minutes and 2 seconds. The other blue block, blue stars match, battle of the champions here. Other star Jim Julia defeating God Star Jim Ryan May via Glorious Driver, 12 minutes and 4 seconds. Then our first of two red block actions, we had Siri versus Nazi Boy ends at a 15 minute time limit draw, so both ladies will get a point. In a moment, in a non title red stars match, IWGB Womanship Mayo Itani defeating Suzuki via two stage dragon suplex. Then our standings after night six, first place Nazi Boy takes seven points, three wins. Zero losses, one draw. Second place, IWGB Women's Mayo Tai Natsuhiko Tora tie with six points, three wins, zero losses. Siri takes third place with five points, two wins, one loss, one draw. Fourth place, World Star Champion Tam Nakawa has four points, two wins, zero losses. Suzuki also has four points, but she has two wins and two losses. Fifth place, New Blood Tag Champ Star Ken Hatsuki tied with two points, one win, two losses. And Amazon also has two points, but she has one win, one loss. In last place, Samakama Tani has zero points, zero wins, nine losses. She had to, uh, anyone who's new to the show, she had to vacate all the rest, forfeit the rest of her match doing an elbow injury, so everybody gets two points, but the way Storm's doing it is uh, each time someone kind of has a match with that in, in individual, they just get automatically two points, but with me, I just did it with, uh, I just did it automatically, so that's probably why, if you see differently, that's probably why. And if we go to Blue Stars, Julia comes in first place with five points, two wins, zero losses, one draw. In second place, our Wonder Star Champ Mirai has four points, two wins, two losses. Gus Star Champ Mayor Shirokawa has also four points, two wins, one loss. Zora New also has four points, but she has one win, one loss, two draws. And Momo Watanabe has four points, two wins, two zero losses. Micah takes third place with three points, one of each, one win, one loss, one draw. Fourth place, Gus Star Champ Mirai May has two points, one win, one loss. Yutami Hayashista has two points, one win, zero losses. And Azumi also has two points, but she has one win and two losses. And Heenan comes in last place with zero points, zero wins, and four losses. So that was uh, Storm. And then we go to NWA Power. So we kick it out with LA MVDV Massacate, six minutes, 11 seconds. Anthony Andrews won half of the United States Tag Team Champions, defeating Cody James, six minutes, and five seconds. And a tag team match with Magnum Muscle, Jack Draper, and Mims defeating SVGS, Blake Troop, and Jack Steen, six minutes, and 28 seconds. Honestin defeating Sion, 8 minutes and 7 seconds via disqualification. In the main event, 6-man tag team match, we had the NWA World Tag Champs, Leon, Biasa 666, and Mega Wolf. Tamer with Vampire defeat Mario 
Pardua in the Brothers of Fun structure, Ruffle the Clown and Yamato Clown, 8 minutes and 34 seconds. So it's NOA power. And then we'll go to NXT, where the first half an hour was commercial free. So we kick it off with Mustafa Ali versus Axiom. Match starts up with a lockup before they go back for with moves, pinfall attempts, and chops before Mustafa Ali stuffs. Axiom in the corner hits an uppercut. Ali hits a hurricane to, to Axiom off the apron system in the announce table. Toss him face first. Or toss him back inside. Looks like to go see scripts appear at ringside that captures Axiom's attention and that's Ali to roll for a two count. Then he falls with an arm drag, a kick, and a suplex and a standing moon. So Ed sits Ali on top rope, looks a jump. Ali fights his way out and hits a clothesline. You see Bronco Lima and Lucy and Price join scripts on the ramp to watch the action as Axiom rolls up Ali for a two count. Then Ali comes up with a boot to the face of Axiom. Looks to go flying off the ropes, but Axiom pulls him down mid-air before Ali hits it into Gary to the face of Axiom. So scripts Nima and Price walk to the back while Ali hits a neckbreaker. Then Axiom transfers into a sleeper, but Ali counts with a jackhammer. Axiom comes up with a co-ride, followed by Muto off the ropes outside the ring before Ali takes him down with a DDT. He's dumped. Axiom back in the ring, climbs the top, looks for a 450 splash, but Axiom rolls out of the way, hits a Daniel DD, locks in arm submission. Ali escapes and locks in a sharpshooter, but Axiom makes his way to the bottom of the break to hold. They trade it forms before Ali sends Axiom crashing to the outside, gets it back inside the ring, and climbs the top rope, connects with the 450 splash for the win at 10 minutes and 15 seconds. I really enjoyed this opening match. I just won 7 out of 10. Then after the match, Ali says he's got next for the North American title. Then we go backstage to a VR schism. They have a message for Creed Brothers. Joe Gacy tells Creed Brothers about find and turn the performance center upside down to do so. Ooh, excuse me. And then we go to the second match of the show. Blair Davenport versus Kalani Jordan. Match starts over the lockup, and then Davenport hits a mat return. Need to the midsection of Jordan, but Jordan comes over to her crossbody and rolls up Davenport for a two count. So she rolls out of the ring. So Kalani follows her out there, toss her back side of the ring, but Davenport turns her crashing in the middle of Bronco face first. Jordan Flores back with a series of back elbows, but Davenport kicks to the face. Davenport hits a double stomp off the spine, off the top rope, and it falls with the Kamagoe for the win at 3 minutes and 35 seconds. This was the Cavs one, 5 out of 10. Then after the match, Dana Brooke looks to attack Davenport with a belt, but Davenport slides out of the ring, and it broke, almost hits Jordan with it, and then turns around and faces her and chooses her out for losing the match. And then we go back to the and cuts a promo on Braun Baker. Had their match later in the show, and then he promised to put Braun for the table. Then it was time for the first of two tall matches. This is Noam Dar's Heritage Cup title line. Noam Dar defends Tyler Bate. So we go round one. Match starts with a lockup. They go back for a submission holds before Bate hits a draw kick. Dar goes for a cover, but Bate kicks out. They continue locking each other's submission holds before Bate looks for a short tackle. Start, but Noam starts standing, and they take each other with clotheslines as round one comes to an end. Then we hit the round two. Bates and Star crash out of the ring. Will find over the top and takes a note across body. Sets the back of the ring and plants with a Tyler driver to go up one nothing. So Bate wins round two. And there wasn't really much during the pitcher and pitcher break for round three. But after the break, round three comes to a close as Bate hits a dominant stomp off the middle rope before they take your child out with a clothesline. Bate goes for the cover on Noam, but Noam kicks out the last second. And round three comes to a close with the score of one nothing. Then we go to round four. Dar and Bate exchange forms before Bate hits the knee to the head of Dar. Lands an uppercut off the middle rope, falls with an airplane spin, looks for a stay in shooting star press. He hits it, falls with a back elbow. Returns into a knee bar. Bate carries into a pin, forcing Dar to kick out and letting go of the move. So no one locks in the move again, and Bate had no choice but to tap out. And we are tied up now one apiece as we go to round number five. No one keeps the knee bar unlocked in for a few seconds before round five begins, and no one hits a pair of kicks to the chest of Bate. Bate comes back before it. 
with right hands. But no one walks in knee bar. Bate escapes. It rolls him up, but Dart kicks out. Bate hits a rebound clothesline. Looks for Tyler Jordan 97, but no one counters into a roll up. Bate counters will run of his own to score the win and win Noam Dar's Heritage Cup title at round five. Overall, this match went 11 minutes and 14 seconds. I actually really enjoyed this match. I just won 7 out of 10. I kind of wish... Um, it's always round five. I found since they brought the Heritage Cup to NXT USA, I found it's always been round five, Matt. That and then, but I wouldn't mind actually they went to uh, six rounds, honestly, to be honest with you. And if we go back to history, we see the Schism Swarm, Hank Walker, and Tank Ledger as they were talking. And that's where the Creed brothers are, but they both said they had no clue where they were. So Schism beats the shit out of them. Then after the break, we see NXT champion come right here. He's nervous to watch what's happening between Eli Dragon and Trip Williams in the locker room for Dijak Wesley approaching him and arguing who's going to be his next challenger. And then Dijak attacks Wesley. Then Eli Dragon wastes no time to make his way down the ring. Then he calls him to Trick Williams in the ring and take responsibility for his actions. So Trick Williams makes his way down the ring. He says there's no need to waste time. He says he looks to the eyes of Elias' eyes. He knows Dragon off will be backing down in the he. Dragon of Williams had no right to make demands for the Great American Bash. It reminds him during the first bout in the ring. Williams says he lost control and lets Angry get the best one. He gives him his flowers. He says he had a proposal for Dragon off, and Dragon said the only it's he's only in the ring for retribution. He said he never hit Dragon off with the X. He told Great American Bash because Elia runs into it for a challenge of him to prove himself. Elia tells Trick to look into his eyes because they're burn red, and whatever he looks filled with destiny, someone something gets in his way. He says this time would be different. And tells Williams to think about what he's asking for. Trick says he'll be rating his A game, although Elia has been countless uh, people. But he's never beat Carmelo Hayes. Williams calls for the match to take place that he waited in two weeks, and then Elia accepts the match. Then after the break, Drew Gulag and Charlie James do an interview, talking trash about Hank Walker, Tech Ledger, as they were supposed to have a tag match, but that got uh, canceled due to injury. So Damon kept met them, but they're in with Brooks chance and Josh Breaks for tag match later on. And somewhere else backstage, Kellen Kincaid's with Braun Breaker, and she asked what he thought about Paul Wagner's statements when he asked Wagner President to put him for the table. He said, give me a break. And then after the break, we see Raymond Stewart chat with Roxanne Perez. Then he takes notice of Thea Hill and approaches her. He says he knows what it's like to be underdog, gives him some words of encouragement that before she asks him about his relationship with Dominic. Ever since he still loves Dominic, he realizes who his real family is. Before Chase used Andre Chase and Duke Hudson enter and Chase voice segment for Thea's conversation with Ray. Before she tells him, I like him, Ray would never throw on the tail. That was a pretty good burn. Then we go to our next match of the show. Braun Breaker goes one with Fawn Wagner. Braun hits the knee to Wagner's midsection, flowers are short to so the midsection for Fawn, does the same to him. Breaker comes back with a short tackle, but Wagner hits a pair of his own, falls with a double underhook suplex. Braun rolls out of the way, Wagner falls him there. Eyeballs the announced table, starts to clear, but Breaker sends it in the rape. Ray up and spike first, dumps him backside the ring. Wagner hits a form and a right hand to break her spine, falls up with a clothesline, and says Wagner's head repeating to the map. So there's a few right hands to the head, but Braun comes with a German suplex by standing Moonsaw. He starts insulting Wagner, but Wagner gets fired and taking charge out with clotheslines. He fires the right hands back, all splashing the court, but Breaker comes back with a spear to score the victory at 5 minutes and 14 seconds. This was okay, we just went 4 out of 10. Then after the match, Wagner powerbombs him for the announce table. Then we get a few. Uh, Finney of Eddie Thorpe. He had to win to the woods to regain some footing after his loss to Dijak last week.
And we see North American Jim Dorning Steer and Woman's War Chamber Ripley spoke backstage for life for Garrett confronts her and she told her to practice what she preached and let Dominic do it on his own. Throughout the break, we see the schism continues to search for the creepers as if NXT Dutchess, the family, have seen them, but the family lists up information, but they now put nothing about the Creed brothers. Jacob Reed says they want to talk to other friends, could do some of them, make some stuff, then he asks if the Williams have something they want. That is the exit tag toss before Joe Gacy tells both of them to stay on task and schism hits off. Then we go to tag team action Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey versus Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Gulak and Jensen's luck in match start. Gulak hits a pair of shots before Jensen takes shots of his own and hits a power slam. Charlie Dempsey takes it to hip toss before Josh Briggs takes it to body slam. He falls in with an elbow drop, takes Jensen back and before Gulak takes in and gets planted by both men. Briggs becomes legal again and Gulak gets a kick to his face. Briggs tosses him across the ring, hits shorts, then hit double right hand to Gulak while the referee distracted him. Dempsey takes and takes shots at Briggs, but and takes Gulak back in. Gulak wears Briggs down and takes Dempsey in. Dempsey rests down Josh Briggs with an arm submission, but he fights his way with a powerbomb and takes Brooks Jensen in. Jensen catches an infrared Gulak with a body slam, plants Dempsey to the mat, and then the action is built to the altar where both teams are brawling. Then we also we see David Kemp runs out and takes out Jensen while the referee wasn't looking. He hands him over to Dempsey. Dempsey takes him out with a dragon suplex for the win. At 5 minutes and 47 seconds. This is an okay magic. It's one 4 out of 10. The best is locker room. Dana broke Kelly Jordan. Arguably broke promise. Jordan, whether Killer Exit should be next. We're going to face Blair Davenport. Then we're going to Keanu James versus Ivy Nile. Ivy Nile. Master with a lockup. And then Keanu pulls Ivy out of the ring. Sends her crash in the ring post. Shoulder first. Hits a suplex on the floor. And sends her back in the ring. Goes for a cover. But only got two count. And then Nile hits a Insiguri. James hits a jawbreaker off the rolls, falls with a kick to the Nile spine, and locks in an arm and shorts Mitchell to a commercial break. After the break, just Kitchen appears at ringside and surrounds the ring as Kiana hits a kick to Ivy before she locks in a short smash again. As Kitchen begins to hand her on the ring apron and sink before Ivy hits a back elbow, seriously kicks to the thigh and hits a short tail for a hurricane. Kiana plants Ivy with a spine bust, locks in our short submission with the Nile. Far as Pokemon Pirates looks like it hit the diamond chin lock, but gets too close to the ropes and stares at Ava as she lets go of the hold. And that opens the door for Keanu Jakes to hit this like knee neck breaker move thing for the win at 7 minutes and 45 seconds. This was okay. I just won 3 out of 10. Then after Master's Gisham gets inside the ring, two members hold Ivy in place as Ava demands Nile to tell where the Creed brothers are for the Tad Champs run down with crowbars to help give her a helping hand. Then we get a text message conversation to Angel Garza and Brother Grail about their late great late grandfather. Then we go back to we see Metaphor confront the new Noam Dar's Heritage Cup champion Tyler Bate. And then demand that Bate gets Noam Dar's Heritage Cup back before the real Heritage Cup champion Nathan Razor walks and tries to get Dar to admit his Heritage Cup is a fake, even offer him a shot at the real Heritage Cup title at Heatwave. So Noam agrees and Bate gives his cup back as promised. Ooh, pardon me, sorry. And then backstage, McKenzie mentions with the woman's gym, Tiffany Stram, and she meant that she went on a shopping spree and went for pink cold because of the Barbie movie. She also meant that she did not know who would be her opponent before saying it would not be no one. As Trick Williams was leaving the arena, Wesley pulls up and tells Trick he's coming for Carmel Hayes. Then Damon Kemp, Drew Gard, Charlie Dempsey confronts Trick in the parking lot, but he calls all them Oopa Loopas for John to do a match next week. Then we saw Maul's born walk in. The remainder are other title match North American title line. Dominic Mysterio defends Dragon Lee as Ray Mysterio was in the corner of Dragon Lee. Masters with a lockup and then Dragon hits a Hurricane in a series of kicks, but Dominic w- winds up on the outside and stares at Ray 
Debria gets in the race, he's a lead to hit a draw kick to Dominic for the middle rope as we go to commercial break. When we come back from break, Dominic hits a jawbreaker to lead off the ropes, falls over the day. Need the mid-touch and hits the three Migos for a two-count. So Dominic raises our right hands on him. He starts unlacing the mask of Dragon Lee, looks to pull off a lead, gets far up before he can and hits a pair of back elbows. He closes on out of the ring, hits a toe by Suicida, sends him back in the ring, hits a knee to the side of the head. They're both teetering on the top row for Lee, hits a double stomp to Dominic's chest. But Dominic fires back with a neckbreaker in a series of forms, lands a thrust kick and sends Lee into the ropes. He goes for the 619, climbs the top row, looks for a frog splash, but Lee gets his knees up and hits a barrel for a two and a half count. Rhea slips, slides Dominic's North Ray inside the ring. Dominic went to grab a Ray, grabs the elbow's hands before Lee runs ropes. A Ray nails him in the back of the head with the Women's World title for Dominic Plants with a beautiful Michinoku driver for the win at 11 minutes and 44 seconds. I really enjoyed this match. This one 7 out of 10. Then after the match, Ray gets in Dominic's face. Dominic holds up the North Ray until before Ray Ripley gets in, in between them and then Live for Carrier attacks her and Dragon Lee attacks Dominic to close out this week's NXT. Overall, I actually really enjoyed this week's NXT. I just won 7 out of 10. So, only matches I recommend is most awfully for Axiom, the Noam Dar Tyler Bait match, and the North American title match. That's the only three I recommend. But next week's NXT, four matches have been made. Blair Down Board for Dana Brooke. Tony Dean joins Stacks to Family defending the NXT titles against Dragon Lee with uh, the Diane. Wesley for Stijak. And I'm on Katarn's match. The winner will be Carmelo Hayes for the NXT title, a Heat Wave, and Trick Wayne for Drew Gulak. And Heat Wave made for so far this special TV edition on August 25th. Trick Wayne for Eli Dragunov. Nathan Frazier defends the Heritage Cup with Noam Dar. And Carmelo Hayes will defend the NXT title against the winner of Wesley and Dijak match. So that was NXT. And then we'll head over to the Wednesday, August 9th show. So we'll kick it off with Pro Wrestling Noah's in one victory night two. So we can go with Daiki Emma gets the win over Minova Soya via Triple D, 13 minutes and 50 seconds. That was B block and A block. Masakimia defeat Adam Brooks by submission via prison lock, 11 minutes and 2 seconds. And B block goes to Saki defeat Yuma Inside via straw on Larry, 21 minutes 51 seconds. And A block action, one half of the GC Tetsin champions, Timothy Thatcher, gets the win over Yoshihiki Inamura via Fujiwa Armbar, 13 minutes and 12 seconds. Non title B block action, Lintz Inoue. Inoue. Defeat National Champion El Hedro Dave Wagner Jr. via Samoan Splash 10 minutes 56 seconds. Our first of two semifinal matches of the Junior Boy Tag Team Tunnel Tennis Tournament. Good looking guys, Yohei Tudeski defeat Hydrate Aura, who is substituting for Suji Kondo due to Suji Kondo got the flu. And Shihiki Yoshioka via draw kick 17 minutes 34 seconds. Then a non title eight block match. GCO with James Jiggly gets the win over Yuki Yoshioka via FBI, FBS 16 minutes and 8 seconds. In the main event in B block action, GC Tag Team Section Huxley gets to win over Natsuhiko Nakajima via neck hanging bomb, 12 minutes and 37 seconds. So the standings after night two in A block, Jake Lee takes first place with four points, two wins, zero losses. Then we have a five way tie for second place with two points each. GC Tag Team to Thatcher, Adam Brooks, Yuki, Yushioka, Masakimi have one win, one loss. And Jack Morris also has two points, but he has one win, zero losses. Last place, Yushihiki Inamura has zero points. He has zero wins, two losses. And Keno also has zero points, but he has no wins and one loss. And in B block, Lance Inoue and Go Shiosaki have four points, two wins, zero losses. A four-way tie for second place. National champion, El D. Wagner Jr. Juicy Tag Team Section Huxley. Minova Soy and Daigi Emba have two points, one win, one loss. And last place, Yuma Inside and Katsuhiko Nakajima has zero points, zero wins, and two losses. 
still pro wrestling Noah. Then we get over to G1 Climax Night 16. So this is uh D Block Finals. So we kick it off with Evil and show of House of Torture. Gets one over Yuta Nakashima and Strong Open Weight Champion Eddie Kingston. He missed 31 since he cross on Power Driver. Tag Touch with DMDK's Mikey Nichols Crusade. Fujita defeating Kito Kimi Arai Oyoe. Fia Slime Larry 10 minutes and 5 seconds. Six man tag match with Shoto Uno Hikaleo Master Well. Defeating Bull Clubs is never open weight champion Dave Finley. Strong open weight tag to Jim Garrow King Ghetto. 10 minutes and 7 to Fenadol. And tag match with United Empires, Hinari and Grail Khan. Defeating never open weight six man tag team. Terminal Hero, Ichi and Togahama. 10 minutes and 53 seconds via Street of Rage. And six man tag match with Strong Styles, Minoru Suki, El Desperado, and Ren Narita. Defeating Elijah, Shingo Kagi, Bushi, and Yusuji. 10 minutes and 19 seconds via Cobra Twist on Bushi. And then we kick off D-Block action. Strong Opoi tag Jim Alex Coggan gets win over Toriano. Five minutes and seven seconds via Jackhammer. Another D-Block match. Jeff Cobb must win to advance, but that doesn't happen as we go to both men goes to a double counter. A lot minutes and 10 seconds, so both men get a point. To the champion for champ D-Block match. Zack Sabre Jr. gets win over the television champion. Gets win over IWGB tag champ Hiroki Goto at 14 and a half minutes via double armbar. So Zack Sabre Jr. face score falls. And in the main event, so this never will be six man tag to Rosh Tanahashi for Cianido. So due to Jeff Cobb going to nine points, that eliminate Tanahashi and Goto. So Tanahashi, if he wins or goes to draw, Saxaber Jr. and Jeff Cobb advances, but Nido wins it at Tim and Sack Saber Jr., which Nido does. He puts him and Sack Saber Jr. through as he gets to win over Tanahashi. 17 minutes 54 seconds via Tornado TDT. So final D block standings. First place, Elvis Ship, Sack Saber Jr. and Cianido have 10 points, five wins, two losses. Nido takes first place due to tie over Sack Saber Jr. Second place, Jack Cobb has nine points, four wins, two losses, one draw. In third place, it's all the tag. It's like th three sets of tag champs. Never Opoi six man tag champ Hiroshi Tanahashi. Straw Opoi tag champ Alex Cullen. And IWGB tag champ Hiroki Goto has six points, three wins, and four losses. In fourth place, Shane Hayes has five points, two wins, four losses, one draw. In last place, Toriano has four points, two wins, and five losses. So the core falls for August. Uh, 10th, that was yesterday's show, which I'll talk about on the Thursday's portion. So, eight block winner won. IWGB World Champion Sinagos won with the winner of C block, Evil. The winner of B block, number open weight six man tag champ, Christmas Girl Cutter, faces off with the runner up of D block, Television Chamber Sack Saber Jr. The winner of C block, number open weight champion, David Finley, versus the runner up of B block, United States Champion Osprey. And the winner of D block, to see Nile versus the runner up of A block, Heiko Leo. So, it was New Japan. And we'll go to AEW. So we kick it with the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Kiss went over the Hardys, Matt and Jeff. Other minutes and 15 seconds for the FTW title under FTW rules. So Champion Jack Perry defeats Rob Van Dam, 9 minutes and 34 seconds. In tag match at Blackpool Combat Clubs, Claudio Casanova and John Moxley. Kiss went over the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr. Ray Phoenix, 13 minutes and 6 seconds. In the main for the women's title, the Champion Hercules Shida defeats NRJ to retain a title at 8 minutes and 48 seconds. So that was AEW. And then we'll head over to the Thursday, August 10th shows. So we'll kick it with MLW Fusion. And then Fatal Forward Tag Team Street Fight, Les Myself, Cyclone Mito Extremo, Defeating Lucha Solos, Archangel, Defile, Altamon, Madado. I do apologize for butchering that name. Anton Carrillo and Exorcist, along with Fantastic Sick and Ryo Star, 10 minutes and, 50, and 44 seconds. 
And the main event, Alex Hammerstorm gets the win over Danny Limelight, 8 minutes and 52 seconds. So it's Fusion. Then we head over to Impact Wrestling. So we came up with the final, semi-final match of the Impact World Tag Team Total Terrace Tournament. Rich Juana Sammy County defeat ABC, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, 11 minutes and 12 seconds. Dirty Dong defeat Bajir Jadar, 3 minutes and 51 seconds. Jody Threat to beat Alicia Edwards, 4 minutes and 36 seconds. Kushida defeat Mike Bailey, 13 minutes and 18 seconds. In a main event, this was, was originally supposed to be a six-man tag match between Brian Myers, Bully Ray Moose versus Black Tourist, Larry against Samurai Del Sol, aka known as Kaliso on WWE. But Leo Rush attacked Samurai Del Sol, so this was turned into a handicap match where Brian Myers, Bully Ray Moose, defeating Black Tourist, Laredo Kid, 11 minutes and 57 seconds. So it was Impact. And it will go to Ring of Honor, episode 24. So we kick it over with Dawn Castle being Slim J, 4 minutes and 44 seconds. Iron Savage is Boulder and Bronson defeating Brady Pierce and Lucky Ali, 3 minutes and 17 seconds. More tied to match the SDA Fanery, Kali Brown and Sean Dean defeating Booby Mag and Sinking Dice, 3 minutes and 25 seconds. Lee Moriarty defeating Andrew Ever in 5 minutes. Tony Nese defeating Pat Buck, 5 minutes and 55 seconds. And in Purple Grand Match, Women's Champion at the end defeating Rachel Ellering, 7 minutes and 5 seconds. And at tag team match, if the War Horsemen win, they get a shot at 6 man tag titles. Six-man tag titles for partner if they're choosing, but that doesn't happen on Forgery. As the six-man tag teams, Giza, Agony, Khan, and Toya Leona defeating the Workhorseman, 10 minutes, 52 seconds. Little Hershey and Helga Risk, 2 minutes, and 26 seconds. Cole Carr defeating Red Ties, 3 minutes, 59 seconds. Billy Storks defeating Robert Renegade, 5 minutes, 29 seconds. In the main event, the finals of the number one contenders, television title number one contenders tournament, Shane Taylor gets one over Gravity, 5 minutes, and 28 seconds. So it's Ring of Honor. And it will go to West Coast Pros, West Coast Cup Night 1. So this is all first-round matches. So uh, first-round match, Finney Rissard defeating GT Throne. Another first-round match, Jay Malachi defeating Ben Hito. Another first-round match, FSO defeating Juan Carl Manders. Another first-round match, Mike Bailey defeating Sarah. And a triple threat first-round match. This was originally supposed to be Kevin Bogg versus Alice Angel, but Paul London got put into this match. But Blackwell gets one over Angels in London. Non-Tor... First of two non-tournament matches. Sorry, first of all, three non-tournament matches. Brooke Havoc versus Johnny Robbie ends in the no contest. Then we get a six-person tag match as Let's Safados, Danny Rouse, Ricky G. Teams with Johnny Robbie defeating Joy Jewel, Cubes, and Brooke Havoc. More first-round matches. Shahir Eerie defeating Maxine Impaler. Brian Keith defeating Sean Legacy. Starboy Chai defeating Derek Dellinger. That was the final first-round matches. And the main event for the women's title, Takami Ayara defeating the champion Master Slimovich to win the title. So that was West Coast Pro. And it will go to uh, Stardom Grand 5-star Grand Prix Night 7. So we can go with triple threat tag matches. Megan Bain and May Sarah defeat all ties. Future Search Marina and Mobile Antanabe and Hanago and Hina defeat F5. 8 minutes and 3 seconds. Six woman tag team match with Club Phoenix's God Star James Rame and Mir Shiokawa. Alawaka Tuziyama defeating Queen Quest's Yutami Hayashista. Mayu Amasaki and Asumi via Tombstone Paul Driver. 9 minutes and 13 seconds. Another 6-woman tag to match as Cosmic Angels, World Star Champ Tam Nakam, Sorry Inu, and Mason Mori. Defeating Del the Models, All Star Champions, Julia, Tekla, and along with Micah via North and Cross. 9 minutes and 43 seconds. And a 10-woman tag to match with stars Kogma, Hasuki, Hidden Sight, Ida, Momokongo, Defeating God's Eyes, One Star Champ, Mirai, High Speed Champion, Saki Kashima, Suri, Emisori, and Konami via Diamond Body Press, 11 minutes 59 seconds. 
And on this show, we only had two red star matches. So the first one, Suzuki defeating Natsuhiko Tora via German suplex, eight minutes and 11 seconds. And a main event and a non-title red stars match. Natsupoi defeating IWTV woman Shane Maiwatani via Fairy Magic, 11 minutes and eight seconds. That, that match, I recommend check it out. With Suzuki Natsuhiko Tora, I give it a 7 out of 10. So stands out of nine and red stars. Not to boy takes first place with nine points, four wins, zero losses, one draw. Second place, IWGP Women's Champion Otani Natsuhiko Tor with six points, three wins, and one loss. Suzuki also has six points, but she has three wins, two losses. Siri remains in third place with five points, two wins, one loss, one draw. Tim Nakano, the World Star Champion, in fourth place with four points, two wins, zero losses. Fifth place, New Blood Tights Champ Starlight and Suzuki have two points, one win, two losses. And Emery Sword also has two points, but one loss, one draw, one win, one loss. Sorry. And last place, Simon Kamtani with zero points, zero wins, nine losses. Then in Blue Stars, our star champ and New Japan strong women's champion Julia has five points, two wins, zero loss, one draw. Second place, World Star champ Mariah has four points, two wins, two losses. Gus Star champ Mia Shirakawa has four points, two wins, one loss. Sora New has also has four points, but she has one win, one loss, and two draws. And Momoanta also has two four points, which is two wins, zero losses. Mike on third place with three points, one win, one loss, one draw. Fourth place with two points, one win, two losses. It's got to start chamber remaining, assuming. And Tony Heishisa also has two points, which is one win, zero losses. And Heaton has zero points, zero wins, four losses in last place. So stardom. Then we go to Pro Wrestling Noah's in one victory night three. So we can go with A Block. Yuka Yushioka defeating GT Tech and Timothy Thatcher via roll up 8 minutes and 24 seconds. And Beatbox Yuma inside defeating Minova Soya via German Suplex 13 minutes and 14 seconds. Back to A Block, Masakimia defeating Jack Morris via Spear 10 minutes and 20 seconds. Back to B Block, GC Tech and Saxon Huxley defeating Lance Inyawe via Neck Hanging Bomb at 7 minutes and 13 seconds. Non title A Block, GC over James Jiggly gets one over Adam Brooks via FBS. 10 minutes and 24 seconds. Our other semifinal match of the Junior Boy Tag Team Title Players Tournament. As Susie Kojiga and High 69, Amakuska and Juta Milwaukee, Fia Munzo at 20 minutes. They'll face good looking guys in the finals. On th- that was on today's show, August 11th, but I'll talk about that on Sunday's show. Then back to M1 victory matches. This is non title B block. Katsuhiko Nakajima gets the win over national champion El Hijo Day Wagner Jr. Fia Ferrico spike at 15 minutes in the main event from A block. Keto defeating Yushihiko and all. In a more bisymmetric via modified crossface, 28 minutes and 34 seconds. So, matches on night, I recommend checking out El Hijo de Wagner Jr. versus Katsuhiko Nakajima, Keno first in a more, Thatcher first Yushioka, and then the semifinal match of the junior title in the tournament. But the standings after night three, A block, Jake Lee remains in first place with six points, three wins, zero losses, as he's the current GCLA champion. Second place, Masakimi and Yuki Yushioka tied with four points, two wins, one loss. In third place, GC Tech and Timothy Thatcher and Adam Brooks have two points, one win, two losses. And Keno and Jack Morris also have two points, but they have one win, one loss. And Yushiiki and Moore remains in last place with zero points, zero wins, three losses. Then in B block, we have a three-way tie for first place. GC Tech and Jackson Hugs and Lance anyway, who have four points, two wins, one loss. And Go Shosaki also has four points, but he has two wins, zero losses. And in, in last place, we have a five-way tie with two points. National champion El Hijo de Wagner Jr., Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Elvis Newman inside have two points, one win, two losses. And Dougie Imba also has two points, but it's one win and one loss. So it's Perez and Noah. And then we'll go to 
New Japan's G1 Climax Night 17. This is quarterfinal action. So we kick it off with there was a dark match on the show. This is the Young Nine Trick Challenge. Both on like Oscar Lube and Ryan Oh, between Yuta Nakashima for Kamikaze in 52 seconds. As Nakashima went to five minute time of draws for both Oyo and Lube for Oleg hits to Kamikaze in 52 seconds. So the actual show starts with a six man tag match. LAJ, Shinoko Chamber, Hiro Takahashi, Shingo Takagi, and Yuji Suji defeating Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, Kosei Fujita of TMDK. Seven minutes of 55 seconds feet time bomb. Eight man tag team match. We had Girls of Destiny, Tama Tonga, and Tanga Loa. Teams of what show? Umino El Fantasmo. Defeating Strong Sauce, Minoru Suzuki, Eldspar, and the team of Hiroshi Tansen. Nine minutes of 12 seconds feet sudden death. Eight man tag team match. We had. Bull Club's strong avoid tag team champions, Kiroke and Alice Colgan, Kenta and Chase Owens defeating just four guys, KOPW 23 team Taichi, Toki, Ishiba, Kamar, and Taka Michinoku, nine men to one second via right hand. Six man tag team match with number avoid six man tag champs, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tomohiro Ishii. Team with the strong avoid champion, Eddie Kingston defeating Knight and Bars, Hinari, Jeff Cobb, and Great Okan. And nine men to four to three seconds via back fist of the future. Then our first of four quarterfinal matches. So the D block winner one to see and now gets one over runner up of A block Hikaleo 13 minutes and 11 seconds via Destino. Then we go to our champ for champion quarterfinal match. The runner up of B block United States champ will Osprey defeat block C winner one. Never avoid champ Dave Finley at 17 minutes and 21 seconds via Stormbreaker. So he will face Nido in the semifinals. A rematch actually of last year's G1 semifinals. So that's pretty good. Then we get a non-title quarterfinal match. The runner-up of C-Block Evil gets to win over A-Block winner one. IWG World Champion Sonata. 16 minutes and 16 seconds. Everything's evil. And the main event of final quarterfinal match as his battle champions here. B-Block winner one. Number one point six man touch him. Okada. Defeating the runner-up of D-Block Television Champions Zack Sabre Jr. 21 minutes 46 seconds via Rainmaker. And by the way, the quarterfinal semifinal and falls all have no time limit. Uh, no time limit for this for that knockout round. So Okada will meet Eagles in my finals. So my finals is to, on Saturday, August 12th. <clears throat> and by the way, there's no A. So the two representatives of A block have actually been eliminated. So we are down to. So Evil is the only man left, person left in C block to win. Nino is left from D block and B block both still have both members. So Evil will meet Kushishka Okada and Will Osprey will meet Sia Nido. And the finals take place on Sunday, August 13th, where the winners of these matches will meet uh, there. But that was New Japan. And we'll go to Dirty's main event. Ender Shear, Shear, and Senga, and Fear Mahan defeating Akira Sean and Paul Cruz. Three minutes, 57 seconds. In the main event, Nikki Cross beating Tegan Knox, seven minutes and 39 seconds. So it was main event. And then we'll go to Big Japan's Pro Wrestling in Eno Park. This is uh, day three. They had three parts here, so I'm just going to go right in them real quick. So this is part one. Six-man tag team match with Adua Kabashi, Yushi Tanaguchi, and Yoke and Yamato versus Katsuhiko Hashimoto, Raiju Ito, and Tatsuhiko Yoshino into the double count in minute 13. So we have a rematch as Hashimo, Ito, and Yoshino defeat Kabashi, Tanaguchi, and Yamato. Six minutes and 51 seconds. Tag team match with Junior Richard Kaji Tomato, Timo Kota, Saki Fuda defeat Yokohama Shopping Street. Six-man tag team Kasumi Kitayota. And yes, if we knocking you know, VSB men six minutes and 46 seconds. And non title match, we had Yokohama Shop, six man tag champion and death match, I champion Yuki Ishikawa defeat 
Catching Masa Yoshida feat user effect. Nine minutes, 21 seconds. In the main event and six-man tag team action, we have World Show Heavyweight Champion Yuya Oyagi, Big Japan tag team Takoa Nomura, and Damaji Silk defeat one-third of the Yokohama Shopping Street, six-man tag team Yoshi Kamatani, Dashi Hashimoto, and Kenkora Hashino via Kasiri Chop, 20 minutes and 8 seconds. So that was part one. And then this is part two of the Big Japan and Yuno Park. So we basically had an early afternoon, late afternoon, uh, evening show. So non-time match, Big Japan Tag Champs Astronauts, Fiermei Abe and Takoya Nomura, defeating the World Strong Heavyweight Champ, Yu Oyagi and Kenkiro Hashiyano, via upside down, 8 minutes, 44 seconds. Tag to match, Abdul Kabashi and Yuki Yamato, first Raiju Ito and Yuhichi Tanaguchi, in the double count, minute 23. So we had a rematch, and this goes to a double pin, 5 minutes and 39 seconds. Tag to match, Demachi So and Yusumi Nakihino, Defeating the Hashimoto that's Kasuski and Daichi via diving elbow drop on Kasuska Hashimoto, 13 minutes and one second. Then we go to the Yokohama Shaman Street six man tag team title match. The death match with Yuki Ishikawa, Kazumi Kitayuta, and Yudoshi Kamatani. Defeating Junior World Champion Kaji Tomato, Kochisukiro, and Tatsuhiko Yoshino via Larry on Yoshino in 33 seconds. So we have a rematch for the champions retain again. This time, Diving Foots up on Yoshino, 10 minutes and 21 seconds to remain champions. So that was part two. And then the close of this week's episode, this is uh, night three again, but this is the third part. This is the evening show. So six-man tattoo action. We had Yokohama Shopping Street, six-man tattoo, Yudoshi Kamatani, Dachi Hachimaru, and Azami. Kodaka, defeating Big Japan Tag Team Fermi Abe, Junior World Champion Kaji Tomato and Koda Sakifuda via roll-up, 7 minutes and 57 seconds. Tag Team Action, Big Japan Tag Team Takora Nomura, Yusomi Nakihino, defeating Yokohama Shopping Street, 6-man Tag Team and Deathmatch Away Champion Yuki Ishikawa and Genkoa Hashiyano via sideways roll-up, 8 minutes and 55 seconds. Adela Kabashi defeat Katsumara Yoshida via clutch, 8 minutes and 48 seconds. Tag Team Action, World Strong Heavyweight Champion yeah, Oyagi and Demaji So, Timo Kazuhiki Hashimoto defeat Yokohama Shaman Street six man tag team Kazumi Kitayuta, Raiji Ito, and Yoko Yamato via Katsuhiro Chop, 12 minutes and 33 seconds. In the Midsummer Games, we had a bunch of teams doing dodgeball and pole rope, but this one was a match where Yuki Ishikawa gets one over Kenhiro Hashino via Legendary Effect, 18 minutes and 20 seconds. So it's Big Chibet, and that's the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I'll be back on Sunday. Top of the shows from Friday. August 11th for Sunday, August 13th. Have a good weekend and stay safe.